Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And today we're talking with Corey Ritter. He's a performance coach. He's a strength and conditioning coach. And he has a business in Central Florida called Peak Sports Performance. So we're talking about how to up our game today. How's it going, Corey? I'm great. I'm great. That was actually awesome introduction there. That sounded super professional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. So for whoever's listening, Corey and I were friends in high school. And Corey, you've always played sports. So playing sports is not foreign to you. And, you know, with faith and playing ball, like, they just go hand in hand to me. And that's just why I wanted to have you on to talk about how God is using you through your business, because playing sports, there's just something so, so driven about it. And as Christians, we're driven people. I mean, we're, we're drawn to Christ. Um, Our faith is in Christ and using our gifts and abilities, you know, to broadcast his love, to do what he wants us to do. We can do that through sports. So I really wanted to have you on to talk about faith in sports and just how you're working with people to up their game and up their game for the Lord. <laughs> Is yeah, that corny? No, not at all. No. I mean, when you talk about that, there's, there's, you know, over the last 10 years or so, I feel like as I speak to, to different athletes, the things that I'm saying, yeah, I'll catch myself saying something and I'll say, wait a second, that just came from me. But I think I got that from the Bible. You know, yeah. I got that from being in church growing up. I yeah. like some of the motivation that we give, it's, it's really easy to see um, that some of the things that we use to motivate our athletes are some of the things that in the Bible are used to motivate us as people, right? Yeah. And actually um, getting ready for this interview, you know, you train people. So the verse that came to mind was train up a child, Proverbs 22, six, train up a child and the way he should go, even when he is older, he will not depart from it. And I think what's so powerful is that you're training people up, like you're training kids up, you're training people up. When I was thinking about this, like the picture that came in my mind was if you look at somebody on Instagram, you're seeing what they're doing and you can copy what they're doing just from that, from looking at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you're training somebody up, you're walking with them, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, getting a chance to in the last uh, year and a half, I'm starting Peak Sports. Um, I've been able to work with a younger population of people. Yeah. And it's so amazing to be able to, I think a lot of times parents, you know, they are doing business with me because they want me to increase their kids' skills in the sport. But mm-hmm. truthfully, I think the way that we can make an impact as younger mentors and younger leader or leaders of young people is that we're able to instill in them some of the same principles that we got from the Bible. So right. uh, I know that that's not necessarily the primary goal of the parent, but I think at the end of the day that they do go hand in hand. So when you yeah. talk about do not fear, when you talk about have confidence in yourself, um, you know, um, have a rock that you can lean on whenever right. you're struggling, which, you know, baseball, um, if, if you go three out of 10 as a hitter, you're an incredible hitter and yeah. they put you in the hall of fame for doing that. So if you fail seven out of 10 times in your job, a lot of times you're not going to have that job for very long. So um, baseball is a sport uh, specifically that you're going to have to deal with failures. And I do think that some of the principles that I've learned growing up um, from being, having a Christian background, that that's helped me prepare the players that I work with even more, you know, that's instead good. of just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. That's great. Train up a child and the way he should go, you know, um, how is baseball made an impact for you as far as faith goes? Oh man. 
that's a tough question to answer because so many things come to mind. But like I said before, baseball creates a lot of failure in your life. And it's great because at first you think of it as like, man, this, this is a really tough thing. How am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. But you learn how to overcome just because of the way that the game is set up. So as a player, as a young player, I dealt with a lot of failure. And I think that the more that I was going to church with my family on Sundays, after I would fail during the week, I would hear things on Sunday and go, okay, all right. That gives me some tools in my toolbox to be able to kind of get through this stuff. So I think as a younger kid, I think I learned how to deal with failure. Um, I learned how to cooperate and communicate with teammates. Yeah. I I think that um, baseball has brought me with people that are way better than I am with that stuff. So I think maybe the underlying theme or the, the, the biggest thing that I've taken from baseball is it's put me in contact with people that have way better faith than I do. Um, one of my bosses with the Dodgers, his name was Travis Smith. His dad was actually a pastor. And I remember having a conversation with him after a baseball game where we just sat in the gym and we may, we may have talked for three hours about Christianity and faith. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I cannot believe that I'm sitting here talking to this guy about this stuff. He's, he's just schooling me on stuff. Really inspirational, motivational guy. And I'm like, thank God that I, I'm in this position to just be able to have this conversation with this guy, you know? Yeah. 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 What was he? I want to know. I mean, I'm nosy. <laughs> you know me. What, <laughs> what did he say? Like, what can we learn from Travis oh, Smith with Travis, the Dodgers? Look, if anyone talks to this guy, they come away smiling from him, I think. And, and yeah. a lot of my coworkers would agree. I think if they heard this, but you have to have confidence in the Lord, whether you fail or not will always be your, you know, your rock. And I know he said a lot of things that night to me that were inspirational. He might not even know how, how much that meant to me, but um, the main, the main theme was I was at a level that I had not been, and I was working with players that I had never worked with before yeah. in terms of age and skill level. Right. I saw, I remember I saw you, uh, in Pensacola, which was super cool. I got, to I see know that was husband. crazy. Yeah. We were at the Wahoos game. What team were you with? I was with the Braves at the time. Okay. Okay. And, and you and DK were, where were y'all living? Oh man. So that's the life of a minor league strength and conditioning coach, right? You, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You're, you're all over the place, but. We at the time we were uh, in Tampa, I believe. Okay. Uh, DK and I. So we basically, um, you know, since my job was seasonal at the time, wherever her job was, was kind of home base. And so um, at the time we were living in Tampa, Florida, because she was working for Hillsborough County. Yeah. Okay. And now y'all are in Highlands County. Yeah. How about that? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And y'all are going to raise your family there. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty surreal for me. Like I I know that um, we've always had aspirations, and even with me now, you know, if I if I got a, a major opportunity with, you know, at the highest level in baseball, that'd be really hard to pass up, just because of the fact that, you know, that was something I always strived for when I was a young kid. But yeah. to think about um, having an opportunity for which we're gonna have a daughter in October, so the possibility of having a daughter that that could do some of the things that I did growing up there, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And especially being involved with sports. Okay. So I'm going to read the scripture about faith. It's from Matthew 21 verse 22. And whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And like you said, baseball, you're going to have failures at some point. You know, we all can't be Tim Tebow. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, he did lose to Alabama. I do know that in Auburn, but, um, whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And, you know, sometimes as athletes, I mean, you say, Lord, I'm praying for a win and that's not a bad prayer. 
but it's important that if you win or lose, you still keep the faith. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just think playing sports, you can relate that so much to our Christian walk. And it's such a, it's so out there. Like you see people's failures and you see how they rebound. And I would just love to know your thoughts on perseverance because you ask for wins and I don't even know really where I'm going with this. I just want to know from a sports perspective, because you're Mm -hmm. seeking God through playing the game, Mm -hmm. through coaching kids up to play the game and whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive. If you have faith, like if these kids are praying for a win and they have a failure, you know, it's all about perseverance with this stuff. You know, like Tim Tebow didn't win every game. Herschel Walker didn't win every game. Like, you're not going to always win. I mean, Alabama, Mm -hmm. yes, they do win most every game, but like, you know, whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. How do you encourage people to keep persevering through the sport? That's a great question. I think that when it comes down to it, it depends on how you view sports. And I think my view of sports has changed over time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I would pray that I wanted to win or I wanted to get a home run because I thought that's what mattered the most just with the result. And I think over time, the more that I've been around sports, the more I've seen great athletes, I've started to see them view it as especially Christian athletes who are very involved um, and are much more well-versed in the Bible than myself. I've seen them use sports as more of a vehicle, Mm -hmm. as a a way for them to grow as people. So if I lose, what is that going to help me? And and how how can that uh, teach me a lesson to be a better Christian? How can that teach me a lesson to be a better person? So maybe I lost a day but how I deal with it is probably more important, right? It's not that I won or lost. It's not that I hit, you know, 40 home runs in a season. It's that if I struggled, this is going to be the type of season that's going to teach me something. This is going to, you know, they, you can't, the more that I think about Christianity is we have different seasons in our life. And mm-hmm. when you're in a, a rough season of your life, just like a rough season in baseball, yeah. you need, you're, you're being prepared for something in that season. And I right. think that, that season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. And, you know, it doesn't feel great. It's not what you plan for. Um, but that season is there specifically for a reason to get you to where he wants you to go. Oh my goodness. Baseball and faith. Like, this is why we have you on because getting, you know, your, your voice on this podcast, I'm just praying like, Lord, decrease me, increase you. What do you want to say through this message? And I'm just praying for the person listening that, you know, you might not be an athlete or you might be a runner, or you might currently be in sports in high school or college. And the message God has on your heart about perseverance and about using the game as a tool, using the game to be a vessel, to spread the good news. And that is so amazing. Like Mm -hmm. when we fail, when we lose, when we win, no matter what it is, we should still be humble before God, knowing who he is and what he can do. And his power is he can do the impossible. So can you talk more about using baseball as a tool? Absolutely. I think some of the words that come to mind, just just my own definition of, of what I think God's tried to teach me is patience and kindness and uh, not quick to anger, uh, not quick to blame, not thinking of myself as a superstar. And it's tough because, you know, some of the athletes, and this is a message that I'm hoping comes across the younger athletes that I work with now, it's that you yourself are never going to be as strong as whatever God will be able to do for you in your life. 
Amen. And so if you specifically only rely on yourself and your own, your, your own skill and ability, you didn't get that skill and ability yourself. Like mm-hmm. that's not how this should be viewed. You, you get skill and ability to be able to, you know, for me, show off the things like patience, kindness, not quick to anger, like I mentioned before. And so when it comes down to using baseball as a tool, I think win or lose, home run or not, you're, you still have the ability to um, show millions of people when you're an athlete that's on TV or maybe you're a 12-year-old kid at a young baseball or at a, a youth baseball field and you're able to show an 8-year-old kid these great qualities that they need to learn. And so right. base, baseball can give you the opportunity to show off some of these great qualities that God is trying to teach you to younger populations that are looking up to you. Uh, to other populations who may be viewing you that don't even care about baseball. Like how many people like Tim Tebow uh, and they didn't really care about the football side of things, but they saw what his message was and says, you know what? I like that guy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to pay attention to him a little bit more. Yeah. So baseball allows you to gain fans uh, of you that won't necessarily need to know about your own personal life, but they will know about Christianity because you gave them an opportunity to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Drawn to him. And when they are drawn to Tim Tebow, you know, we're just using Tim Tebow because I mean, yeah. come on, go Gators. I mean, isn't yeah. DK a Gator fan too? She is. She wasn't necessarily like, you know, big into it. Um, she would uh, give me some crap whenever uh, Florida State would get beat. So I had to take that. But overall, it's it's never uh, it's never, you know, a unfriendly rivalry. It's definitely something that she just jokes about. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Because Florida State, man, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. oh, my gosh. Oh. Don't bring it up. That OK, OK. Well, no, no, no. We're going to move past it because you just said something that just stopped the whole conversation. You said when you get skill, I thought you were going to say to like be like, Oh, look what I can do. I like, to be honest with you, when you were saying that, I'm like, wonder what he's going to say with this. And Mm -hmm. you were just shining God's light. Like you were saying to be humble, to be gentle. I mean, that's straight from Ephesians four. I mean, Ephesians four, two, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Like this is for the athlete. Like whoever's listening to this, share this with someone who's an athlete, just to encourage them. Because as you know, Corey and I both played sports growing up, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And that just goes into verse four from chapter four of Ephesians. Like think of that as your team, you know, make Mm -hmm. every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. That's your team, you Mm -hmm. know, pray for your team, pray for your um, pray for everybody on the team, you know, wherever they are, like they're there for a reason and it's not always a win, but Christ always wins. Like he's always going to win it. You know what I mean? And even if you do lose there, there's something that you're supposed to go through and it might not be a victory that day, but I do feel like the process is more important than the end result. And if the end result mattered, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be so many people who are so good at sports that have, you know, depression and they have issues in their life. And, that just goes to show you that if your only goal was to be a winner and a champion and you know, you may get to the end of the tunnel and it not provide you the happiness that you really wanted. So I think a lot of people are happier when they look to the process as that's what is going to teach me. That's what's going to make me a better player and a better person. It's not going to be the trophy necessarily. The trophy that I hold up is just a result. It is what it is. 
but mm-hmm. it's the it's the steps along the way that's going to make me grow as a player and as an athlete. Did you learn that in high school? Did you know that knowledge in high school or is that something you've developed by just staying in the profession of baseball? Probably very uh, small parts of that. I, I think I was told that. And I think, you know, even when I say it to younger athletes now, I think they hear it, but they st- they're not ready, ready to hear it, if that makes sense. They're mm-hmm. not in a point in their life. I think if you told me the same thing six different times in my life, it would make sense more at a different part. You know, it wouldn't, you might tell me something when I'm 16 and I go, yeah, I understand the premise of it. But then you tell me when I'm 29, I go, wow, okay. That makes a lot of sense now, now that I've gone. So I think as I've gone through sports, my, my view of the same verses in the Bible has, has changed. Yeah. After you get married, you know, that the whole, like leaving your father and mother that I was like, oh, I get it. And then after having kids, I mean, everything, like the other night I was singing this little light of mine to my son and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like nice. when God is in you, you will not fail. Like God will never fail. You know, mm-hmm. like the power yeah. of God, like this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. No, that's not Russell. That That's not your light. Like my son's light. Like that's God's light through you. And then you learn like, oh my gosh, that's the same for me. Like the same for my little two-year-old is the same for me, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful thing. I'm excited for y'all in this next adventure y'all are heading in. Um, when this podcast gets released, it will be baby time for you guys. So oh. I'm so excited for y'all. Ah. I'll be singing this with a lot of mine. It sounds like exactly oh yeah you'll sing all of them like all the the bible songs you'll sing that because you want that implemented in your children you know yeah it's so cool i actually forgot to tell you this this is one story that i did want to include because i you know i want this and this impacted me quite a bit and so i wanted to make sure that i mentioned it so if there are any listeners that get something from it i remember um you know when we travel to different cities um we go by bus in the middle of the night and we got into a situation one night where we had an accident with our bus and it was pretty bad um, not to go into the details but um we ended up getting off the road and luckily i don't know how this happened but everyone survived um, it was a pretty bad one and i remember this moment in my life getting off the bus um looking at what had happened to us i looked up kind of the skies there i looked back at the bus looked back again and I remember it just hit me that um, I hadn't done a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. And I could not believe that snap of the fingers that can be done. And it impacted me so much at that moment. And I remember just saying out loud, I just said, God, why? Like, why, why do I get to stay? You know, and why does, why did that happen? And why did we, why are we so fortunate that we get to stick around? And I remember just feeling like I cannot wait to wake up tomorrow. Like, you know, the next day and the next day, I cannot wait that I have an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. And I hope all the young athletes that do listen to this, that, you know, when they do get a chance to, to wake up, it's not that you have to go hit. It's not that you have to go run. It's not that you have to go to the gym. It's that you get to do it. It's a privilege to be able to, to wake up every, every day and have that breath to be able to do that. And hopefully it won't take a bus accident for them to figure that out, you know, because for me, it did, it really woke me up and said, you know, tomorrow you need to make sure you t- talk to DK and your family and, you know, so on and so so forth pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There, when you were saying that I just read a book, it's called win the day by Mark Batterson. Mm -hmm. I just want to read a little piece of it. Sure. Okay. So here's what he writes. Don't worry about the outcomes. Focus on the inputs. 
We plant and water, but God gives the increase. Let me ask a simple question. If you plant carrot seeds, what do you get? The easy answer is carrots. How about pumpkin seeds? The obvious answer is pumpkins. What if you don't plant anything? You might think the answer is nothing, but you'll actually get weeds. The simple truth is you cannot break the law of sowing and reaping. It will make or break you. And so what you are doing right now is like planting good things. You're planting good things. Like you, you're saying in that statement of like, thank you, God, for my life. Like I'm putting in the focus I'm putting in the good things for good outcomes and God gives the increase. And so what a blessing to hear your story today, Corey, because you're in a place of just trusting God, especially about to have a baby. Like, don't worry about the outcomes, focus on the inputs. We plant and water, but God gives the increase. And so you're trusting God in the season to give you that increase. And so Mm -hmm. I just see that. I'm so thankful that we had this conversation and that you shared that and that God gives the increase, you know, like that's so cool. Um, I wanted, I'll check out that book out for sure. Oh yeah. Win the day. You'd love it. It's amazing for people like us who are like go-getters, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So Bible verse that's helping you in this season. Bible verse. So I checked my phone throughout the season. I would just save, save different Bible verses that would hit me kind of different times. And, um, the one that I always go to is Psalm 62 verses five through seven. Let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can get me or no enemy can reach me. And that's my favorite one because different times of the season, being away from home, um, it's just a struggle. And mentally you can go to, you know, it, it can be really hard and um, it's really hard to find that strength. And so the more that I read that, the, I think the the word that I underline there is a rock. You know, when you hear a rock, it's like really strong, like almost like a boulder. Yeah. And I just think about he alone is my rock and salvation. I don't need to place my emphasis or my faith or my focus on anything else. That's going to be the place that I'm going to draw my strength from when I need it the most. So I just need to kind of let go and, and, uh, and rely on him and not my, not my own understanding, my own talents and skills. I was thinking about like the foundation, the foundation, the foundation, because you're training people up, like you're training guys up to play baseball. So you're training them up Ephesians two, eight through nine. I really want to know what you think when you hear this, because you were talking about in the interview, in the conversation, you were talking about, you get skill you know, you get skill and what are you going to do with that? Are you going to boast? Are you going to bring it back to God and use your position as a vessel for him? Okay. Ephesians two, it says for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, you know, like not as a result of playing the game, like practicing, 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 which, you know, practice is good. Like win the day, you know, do the practice, do the input, not a result of works, so that no one may boast by grace. You have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. Well, I, you know, when, when I hear that, when somebody gets a lot of, when, when they practice really hard and they get really good, I think the, the worst thing that you can do with that is immediately just puff your chest out and feel like that it was all because of you yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so many, first of all, even just outside of, of Christianity, if I was talking to an athlete, I would think about how many other people have impacted your life along the way. Yeah. It was not just you swinging the bat there. It was somebody else in your head 
with me, you know, on the work side of things, I always hear my dad's voice and, you know, my mom's voice telling me, you know, Hey, you gotta, don't complain, get up at 6am. Who cares? You got to get up and do the right thing. You know, my grandparents' voice, there's so many people that have impacted these athletes that, you know, if you got to the top of the mountain and you said that you did it all alone, there's no way that wouldn't be true. So even, even outside of, of the Christianity side of things, when you were born and you have the abilities that you have, when you run a little bit faster than someone else, when you're 10 years old, it gives you a positive reinforcement to keep playing football. And where'd that come from? You know, when you were born with some of these innate abilities, who, was it because of you yourself or was it because God gave you a gift to be able to be on TV and be able to speak about these things? Yeah, you know, so good. I think when I hear about people boasting about their own skills, no, that that skill was given to you so that you have the opportunity to now spread the word even more. And I think that's their role. That's that's the uh, obligation that they have whenever they get to that level is to be able to say, you know what? I was, I was given an ability. And now that I have this opportunity, I can speak more about the things that uh, help the rest of the people, which, you know, we talk about these verses. There's a quarterback for the Oakland Raiders who always, when he gives his interviews, he says, you know, first of all, I want to give thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he, he says that quite a bit. And I'm like, man, he, he took his opportunity to say how good he is and instead talk about Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And that is the challenge that whoever's listening to this, like, let's wake up and realize that God's number one. You know what I mean? Like what you are challenging us to think about God first and like putting him first and through this athlete that you've seen on TV, like put him first, you know, I'm just rereading that Psalm that you were talking about. Like he is my rock and my salvation. Like the credit goes to God. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't go to us. It's not for us to boast about the credit goes to God. And the verse that I always lean on, it's like helps me out in all the seasons, Isaiah 26, 12, Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we've accomplished, you've done for us. So Mm -hmm. man, everything we've accomplished, I mean, God is it. Like you reward everyone according to what they have done. That's the point of this podcast is to do what you do for Jesus. So thank you for coming on and sharing what God has on your heart. How can we connect with you? And is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, anybody that has any questions for me can always uh, send me an email um, with those questions. If you have any questions about sports, maybe what you should be doing as a young athlete or a parent of a young athlete, I'd be happy to answer those questions over email. Uh, you can reach me at speedstrength7 at gmail.com. Um, you can go on my website, which is peaksportsperform.com. So those are the two places that you can reach me. Uh, if you want to find out any more information, I try to put out some educational info. I like to write a little bit. So I like to put some blogs up on that website. Um, so anyway, if anybody has any questions on any of that stuff, I'd love to, you know, chat with you and have, and hopefully have a good answer or find somebody that has a good answer for you. This is so awesome. Peak sports performance. Like this is so cool. I mean, we went to high school together. Like it's so cool to see you doing this. Like our mission is to help each and every athlete to reach their greatest potential. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Your greatest potential. And you're yeah. like working on their strengths and weaknesses. Like, man, that yeah. is so cool. The crazy thing is I was in Dodger stadium. I got to work a couple games up there after my triple A season finished up. And I got to stand on the field before the game and kind of look around the crowd. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm here. Like, this is such a cool moment for me as a little kid who wanted to be a major league baseball player. And 
fast forward, I'm in Max Long, which is the field in Sebring where I yeah. grew up and hit with my dad. And I'm coaching other kids saying stuff that my dad told me. And it makes me think about, I wrote this verse down because it just hit, it hits me all the time that Proverbs 16, verse nine, it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Like I had these plans and I was going to do this. And now I'm in front of these people and, and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm actually probably impacting people on a way greater level at Max Long right now yeah. than I was when I was standing in Dodger Stadium, you know, working with people who I wanted to work with. So yeah. it's like, yes. I have all these, I have these plans, but I think God wants everyone to learn different things in their different seasons. So, yes. Oh my goodness. This is so good because now God's able to do immeasurably more through you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, would I have handpicked that? I would probably, if, if it's up to the mortal person who, you know, is not like God, you know, uh, I would pick that I wanted to be at a major league level working with these people who you see on TV and doing this. But I catch myself all the time just saying, man, I would never be able to have the impact that I would right now on this yeah. kid who just learned how to do this for the first time. And I was able to do that because of the things that God blessed me with. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. There's a song and I think it's a Bible verse. Um, I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. You That's know what right. I'm talking about? Are we about to break into a song right now? I feel like we're about I know. I feel like it's well, you would next, be the one podcast. to sing it. You're the singer. Yeah. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. A Toby Mac song, but it also comes from Matthew 16, 26 for what shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul. I don't want to lose my soul. I want to have a family. I want to be, have a great relationship with my family. Like, you know what I mean? And the, at the end of the day, when we're not here, life's a vapor, you know, do we want the things of this world or do we want Jesus? Like, come on. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Like no way. Okay. This mm -hmm. is so good. I could keep talking to you forever, but if you guys want more information, if y'all want to connect with Corey, please do. So he is having a baby, like his wife is about to pop. So give him some grace about getting back to you. But, um, <laughs> yes, peak performance, peak sports perform .com. There you go. That's right. We right. relate to the party on that URL. So that's okay. No, we're, no. We're, we're rolling. That's all good. And I love the blog, man. Keep writing. That's so good. You're such a creative person. So it's really good to see you doing that. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. I had, I had a great, uh, great time talking to you and I, I really appreciate you having me on. This is very cool. And I'm um, just glad we get a chance to catch up and, and also uh, hopefully help people with uh, what they're going through. Maybe this is uh, the perfect time for a young athlete to be able to hear this. Yeah, absolutely, man. Whatever you're doing, do it for the Lord. So cool. Um, at the end of every podcast, I always pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. 
If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>